Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. And we can act like we come from out of this world. We know you want all behind. Back rolling on the Gabe Kuhn Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. And joining me now in studio is the radio voice of the Grizzlies. That would be Eric Hasseltine, fresh off vacation from what I understand. Eric, what's happening? Yeah, uh, well, summer's all kind of vacation. Yeah, I hear you. Just uh, been pretty much out of town for two or three weeks. Got back, uh, run a little basketball camp out at uh, Shoot 360 in Collierville for my son and kids his age and having fun. Rock on. Uh, getting ready to for him to start his football season and fall baseball and just uh, get back into basketball season for us. So it's rapidly coming to an end. It, it feels like summer just started and, like, kids' school starts in, like, two weeks. Where, where were you out of town, by the way? Uh, the first week I was in Fort Myers. Okay. Uh, my son was down there playing baseball. And then the following week I was in California. I went – uh, I was supposed to go to a wedding, but my son's team in Fort Myers uh, was going to the finals, and we had planned it because they said the last game would be at 2 o'clock to fly out after the finals would happen if they were fortunate enough to make it. And then uh, lightning came, as does oh, always in Florida. Yes. And so uh, I just I saw the look in his eye when I said we had to go and he couldn't be <laughs> at the championship game, and I said, you know, Let's just uh, let's bite the bullet. So I called my friend whose wedding I was supposed to be at, and I said, college buddy, high school buddy, and I just said, hey, uh, are you going to be upset if I don't make the wedding and we catch up in about a month or so? And he asked me why, and he said, I'd be upset if you were here. So we stuck around <laughs> uh, in a random twist of fate. No game was played because the lightning wouldn't cease. And, you know, Fort Myers got pounded yep. by those hurricanes. So there's still a lot of repairs left to be done. So a lot of the field's lights were not working. But... Uh, flipped that around, went back to the Bay Area, did a little uh, little stint in the wine country, and then nice. uh, four or five days in Tahoe, which is uh, one of my favorite spots. I, I spent some time there out of college and just had a good time. And then yeah. back to the real world, actually. I saw uh, Desmond Bain on my flight back from Dallas last night. I, I wondered this. You guys can answer this, whether I'm crazy or not, which the answer is obviously yes. Um, I saw him. It was the first time I'd seen him since contract extension. So... I said congratulations. Is that right? Yes, ab- right? absolutely. But he earned it. Yes. So I feel like it's it's an unnecessary congratulations because he certainly earned it. Like, 
I said, hey, congratulations, you earned it, I'm happy for you. And I, I just didn't, after I, I but, started second-guessing whether uh, hey. congratulations are in order or you just say, <laughs> well done, you deserve it, or like, what do you do? But like, when I mean, when somebody gets a new job, gets more money at yeah, their job, that's, that's gets an, congrats, you say congrats, right? yeah, even right. if they have earned it. Somebody gets married, you say congrats? Yeah, congrats on your success, I guess is sort in of what case, you're going for. Divorced, right people said congrats. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Kidding, nice. kidding. Hey, kidding. speaking of which, you, you're in Fort Myers dealing with lightning. I was in Fort Lauderdale this past weekend dealing with lightning yeah, I, uh, and a high school high school uh buddies wedding wedding yeah. so yeah i was in a, a nice uh four-piece cream suit that Ooh. thing got sweat through pretty quickly i'll say that much yeah it was you, not great everybody was asking what the hell happened to you did you jump in a pool no no brother i just sweat through it i'm 300 pounds that's how it works so it yeah the, the when he was playing one of the days we were fortunate to not have 8 a.m. games with our team. So the way this thing works is if you play in one of their tournaments, they invite you to come down, and it's like a camp, but they put you on a team with random <laughs> players from your area. Right. Our team just happened to be loaded from the southeast, kids from North Carolina, and we actually had a kid from Washington, D.C. because they had an overflow of mid-Atlantic kids, and mm-hmm. he was awesome. We were fortunate to get him. Um but our games were all at 10 and noon, and there was one day where I was like, I think I lost It's crazy. Pounds. It's insane. So the funniest part about this is these games, by the way, we all paid to be down there. There's no, like, real trophy involved. You're not playing for an organization where you're trying to keep up with things. Right. The umpires called the game two minutes early because they're like, well, by the time you warm up, it'll be time limit, and it's the start of the next inning. Well, the coach said, well, we would have just skipped warm-ups and started the inning so we could compete, right? This was in right. pool play. And these parents just flipped their minds, and so they basically bring the directors over, and they said, well, you're not wrong. So these poor umpires had already gone to their cars, taken off the gear. They had just umpired, like, for an hour and 40 minutes, <laughs> and they just said, uh, yeah, you got to put stuff back on. Needless to say, they were not it's happy. Brutal. They it's were brutal. It's brutal out happy. there, man. They I, were I, not I happy. tried to tell people four layers for me in that type of humidity is just dangerous. Uh, it's, it is It is. It's it's pure brutal. danger so for me. It was, you know— good thing was we ended up still winning the game and that, like that mattered and nobody got like heat exhaustion which right. was i was more concerned we had to sit around for 25 minutes so and that and that heat it's brutal but it was fun so for sure um you know look it's it's the time to enjoy things and you know as you know as a former college athlete when you have that off season that's when you spend the time with the friends yep. and the family because when the season starts reload that brain and get yeah, that thing yeah it's, there's no stopping it so. yes yes less focus you don't have yeah. to focus as much you get yes. to chill out for a second um now uh, on to Grizzly Summer League. What'd yes. you see? What'd you see? What'd you like? I mean, obviously Kenneth Lofton Jr. We expected yeah, him yeah. to be sort of the the face of the whole thing, but the, Jake Laravia, David Roddy, Vince Williams had their moments. Yeah, I think anytime you have guys that have been in the NBA at in one form or another, even for Vince, Vince didn't play a ton of games in the NBA uh, last year. Jake was banged up, but David Roddy played some significant minutes in meaningful games. You should go down there and just be the better player and it's it's hard i get it to to motivate yourself after your service so like when brandon clark the year taylor jenkins first took over and the, the team won the summer league mvp he was the first was MVP, mvp of yep. both the pool and the and the tournament play he said look i know i'm not going up against you know dirk Nowitzki out there yes. tim duncan but i'm gonna go out there and play my hardest because he was a rookie i think right. had that been the second year you go look i could take i could flip a switch and score 30 here at times although the the league's gotten better because of the opportunities that are all over the world now for these guys you know it, it used to be you know okay half of you guys are going to be 
working somewhere else other than in a professional basketball in a very near future. And that's a tough pill to swallow because right. there's a time in every athlete's life you're told you can't you can't play anymore. Um, now with so many solid professional leagues that actually pay players because there's all the rumors. You go overseas, you get paid in cash. I wouldn't leave that in my locker if I were you. Right. I'd yeah. take it out to the gym with me in my gym bag. And uh, a lot of stories I'd heard about that. But, you know, I, I've told the story where one of our former execs, Chris Pongrass, who is the general manager of the Sydney Kings, they go over there all the time for the NBL. And those teams all send representatives over there. And teams from Korea and teams from China and teams from Japan and teams from Mexico and all over the world now have professional basketball leagues. And, you know, I think these guys are foolish not to go play. You know, you can get that job at the bank paying you the same wage in two years if you you know, make the same money playing the sport you love and at least saying, hey, I got to play professionally. Right. That's something most people don't get to say. So I like the what it's done. So it's a little more competitive now. I like what I saw from the guys there. I was looking more at what, what Jackson could do, and, and it was solid. I mean, he's a project. And then um, I think, you know, when you look at where the Grizzlies are, the move to get Derrick Rose kind of solidified yep. your point guard position. So you weren't, uh, you know, you weren't relying as much to see the young guys in that spot. Um, you know, you, you had to give up on Kennedy Chandler because of the injury situation in the playoffs. I actually saw Kennedy at the airport last night too. He was on our <laughs> flight as well. And, you know, I didn't say much to him, but, it, you know, that's a tough part of the business. You, you're in a situation where it's just we've got to have another big and we don't need another point guard, so we've got to let you go, and that's tough, but you're still getting paid. You know, I mean, yep. you're going to get a chance to play again. So, And he, he looked um, like he had a decent summer league. Yeah, he was solid with the Nets, and then, you know, Gilliard, you wanted to see what he did. He played that one game at the end of the year, and uh, they like what he does. He's just a little undersized at 5'10", but, you know, all in all, solid. They could they have done better? Sure. But, you know, yeah. you t- the the surprise to me in that whole thing was you got a team like Cleveland who's loaded right now, and then their young guys did that. That's that's a good sign for them that they've got some development pieces in the, in the pipeline. But, you know, you expect the teams like Houston, you know, the Oklahoma cities of the past that have numerous sub-22-year-olds in their organization, that yep. they, they go over there, and that's the, those are the ones that that should be good. So um, it was fun to watch a little bit of it. I miss going. I sometimes I tend to shy away from watching as much because I miss being there and the right. the camaraderie, not just the basketball, but um, you know, it's the it's the the conversations outside in the lobby and, and running into people in the hotel. Business is done in yeah, Vegas. There really is. Yeah. I mean, it, it's crazy. Like I. I spent more time balancing the dinner, the drink after dinner, the the <laughs> let's have lunch schedule than I did our game and practice schedule. <laughs> right. That was simple. I was like, yeah, all right, cool, we're here. <laughs> Hop on the bus. And you know, what I mean, yeah. I mean, from an, as a new, like as a sometimes as like a, a neutral observer to a certain extent, it's like I don't care if they win or lose. It's, right, it's, it's summer league. Right, you're like, it's what it is. Yeah, and that's where it get, you get caught. It's funny. I call it the 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 Vegas Frankenstein walk. Three days in in summer league, it's like the guys that don't have a team that's really going to compete. They're just taking a look at some G League guys, and it's all NBA guys, and they're just walking with this glazed-over look, <laughs> just going, get me out of here. Because they also probably stayed out till 4 o'clock Right, morning, of course. But, um, you know, look, there is a there is a much more um, serious note to it now. Yeah. I think I think the, the league has done a really good job promoting this. This is important for our league and for the league's development. So, uh Vegas is a yeah. sports town. It, it's always been one where, 
you know, fans would come, especially fans of West Coast teams, L.A., the Warriors, the Kings. You would always see fans from because it's a short flight, right? Phoenix. It's it's an easy and it's trip. it's the destination, right? In the summer, it's and perfect. Now, and now, like when some of these young players, like Brandon Miller and Victor Wembanyama, are going to play the first couple of games, those games are hot tickets up. because you can see them. Like Zion Williamson and John Morant did not play the year that I was there. The last year I went and. Jaw was banged up, Zion just was banged up, but you know they were there, and it's kind of you're there. But um, I, I told the story, I think, to to Mark and Jeffrey that I remember walking through the mall one year when we were staying at the Win, and it, it, Brandon Ingram's just walking like two feet away from me, and I'm like, this dude's the number two <laughs> right. overall pick, yeah. and he's with the Lakers, and he's walking in here like nobody knows him, yeah, and I'm like. How do you not recognize a six eight dude that's like string bean skinny and well know, is Britney is, Spears recognized Victor Wimbanyama? We know that much, didn't we? Right? Yeah. yeah, we yeah. figured that out pretty quickly. It, it's different now. Like it, it had changed, and you know, it had it became more where there's people going there for. I knew people going for five six days to see right. even Grizzlies players, like people that were that don't live here anymore that live out west. Like, well, I'm gonna go out there and watch the young guys play and, and cheer them on. I'm like. Do it. Yeah. yeah. Like the ticket's a harder ticket to get than it used to be. Yep. Talking with Eric Hasseltine, radio voice of the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, let's let, uh, Kenneth Lofton Jr., he's yes. going to be on the active roster. Yep. What do you think the likelihood is that he gets sort of meaningful minutes at any point? I mean, I, me, and, me and Connor have talked this through several times on the show. I mean, he is a guy who can really score. He can fill it up. His playmaking yeah. is just unbelievable. But he, I feel like to break into this rotation over a guy like Xavier Tillman, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come down to the little things. It's going to come down to screen setting and uh-huh. rebounding and defense, defense and switching. Yeah, he, he, you know, he moves his feet remarkably well for a guy his size. He's worked very hard. Um, you know, that was the first thing everybody noticed when they signed him last offseason was his footwork for a guy that size is really good. Yeah. It's next level. That's what's that's what's kept him in there, the fundamentals. He's um, He's got good touch. Uh, you know, you, you have a hole to fill with the absence of Brandon Clark. I mean, you just do. Yep. And um, X, bringing X back is great. And, you know, you hopefully get a healthy Steven Adams and that knee is right. But you, you're going to need someone to eat up a few minutes because – as good as well as Santi Aldama played, he's more of a stretch for larger three. The, the sort of wing like conversations the wing, yeah, have the come wing. up. He's not going to get down and mix it up as much as some of the other guys. He'll block some shots, but you need that size, especially yep. setting screens for for guys. When you have a, a Stephen Adams screen set for you, you know it, and when you have a Kenny Lofton Jr. screen set for you, you know it. Like, yeah. and it's 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 a it's a weapon, and that's they they utilize that well. So. Um, I think he's handled it all the right way. You know, the the, the Jake Laravias and the and the David Roddies, you knew what to expect out of them being first round picks. Uh, Vince was a second round guy you were gambling could give you some defensive help. Uh, they went and they did the Kennedy Chandler move, but then signing Kenneth Lofton and then everybody see him say, Oh wait, what about this Lofton kid? And he just kinda kept his head down, never complained, never griped, always was in good spirits. You know, I I, I Remember seeing him, I think I told this story, I can't remember to you or to the other guys, seeing him in New York at Madison Square Garden, and I was like, how you doing? And he's like, good, how are you? And I was like, are you okay? Like, it's, it's Madison Square Garden here. Right. You're going to play in Madison Square Garden. He's like, I know, it's kind of cool. And I'm like, yeah, it's awesome. Like, dude, you deserve it. Like, it's, you forget the – after doing this now for like 22 seasons, you kind of forget when these guys walk in to like – Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. 
That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Garden or Staples Center or Chicago, and they see the Bulls intro, and they just go, oh, you like a yeah. wide-eyed look. You forget how young this team generally is with some of these yep. guys. So um, happy for him. I think he does get minutes, meaningful minutes. I think they've got to come with more development. They'll give him opportunities. Preseason for him is going to be huge. You know, everybody complains yep. about preseason. Everybody talks about should we shorten it? And you have. It used to be eight, and now it's whatever teams But you have real ball five. players yeah. playing instead of the instead of summer league. Well, it was like last year, and this was the one that the one that stung the most to me, was that first game in Milwaukee last year. Zaire Williams was the best player on the court. Now, neither team started their starters, um, but Milwaukee was playing got reserves, and, yeah. and Marshawn Beauchamp, who was their first-round pick last year, and the Grizzlies were playing LaRavia, and, Ron, and it was clear. Zaire Williams was the best player on the court, and he needed that. Unfortunately, the tendonitis set in after that, and we didn't see him again for a while, and then the confidence kind of wavered, and hopefully that'll come back. So for Kenny, I think that first game, it would not surprise me whenever it is, whenever they announce the schedule. I know the Wolves announced theirs today, so unless the Grizzlies have done something I don't know about today, I haven't heard it. Um, But I would not be shocked whenever that first game is, wherever it is, whether it's here or on the road, that Kenny Lofton isn't starting at center, that he isn't part of the group that starts yeah. that game. G. Jackson, G.G. Jackson does as well. Maybe Gilliard. But give like, him a yeah. real look in the preseason you to see what he generally like sit the starters game one, right. let the young guys get their one run, and then they do all that maneuvering of the roster where guys you can sign them to this plan B whatever contract, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, and then they can you have their rights in the G League, which is a great yep. thing, honestly, because that gives guys a chance to choose who they want to play for and what system they want to play in at that level and see if you can develop them if, if you have interest in them. Um, I would expect to see starters coming in for 18 to 22, maybe 24 minutes in games two, three, and four. You know, if there's a fifth, if there's not a fifth, then two and three and then four. Usually the last game, whether that's four or five for the Grizzlies this year, um, that's, hey, let's take a look. Let's empty it out. Let's right. give some guys some that we signed some opportunities to play and get out of this, no injuries, get back to practice next week and get ready for whenever opening night's going to be, which I don't know. Have they even announced when the schedule drop is? Connor, you're up not, on this not, stuff much better than I am. I, I know I haven't it's seen such it. a big production for the NFL right. and the NHL's talked about it. Now the baseball's like done it. Now yeah. Basketball's just kind of going like, yeah, hey, whatever. We'll, well, we'll but do you even enjoy do the schedule releases for like for NFL? I, I used I to. I, I used to, Gabe, and all honesty, when my be, when my daughter was younger and uh, not in college and doing her own thing, uh, I would look when I was going back out west and I'd get a chance to see her. Um, you know, I'd look at where we were going, where 
my you know some of my right. favorite spots like Toronto, Boston. When we were going there, were they back to backs, which would always kind of make you disappointed. Yeah. Then I realized one year I just went. You know what? We're gonna play forty-one at home and forty-one <laughs> right. on the road. And you know a fair amount of those opponents. And no you already what. know, like right. before, you kind of knew you weren't playing on Christmas. Now we kind of feel like we are going to be playing on Christmas. <laughs> right. You look at New Year's. You look at Thanksgiving. Am I going to be here? Am I going to be on the road? And other than that, it's like, okay, so you know, we have a, a six-game homestand in November. Well, that means we're going to play <laughs> like seven of eight somewhere on the road down the way because it's got to balance out. So we're going to have two long road trips somewhere. And you just figure it all out. Yeah, and then the TV production of it is what I'm talking about, too, with the NFL and everything else. I can't get into that. I yeah. just can't really. I can't I, either. And I used do to, it for me. I used to have NFL guys on when I hosted the show, and I was like, wow, you know, you guys are playing. This is such a tough break. You're playing like four of your first six on the road, and it's against <laughs> these teams and two in your division. And then the guy goes, yeah, but we play – five of our last seven at home and we play two bottom dwellers and you know two teams we don't expect to be in the playoffs so who knows what they're going to look like right and so it balances out yeah. we play 16 eight home eight road and i was like yeah you know what that's a great point i'm gonna stop that line of questioning right there thank you for humiliating me on my own radio show that'll be enough for let's talk about it. i and look and by the way for the nba i think rumor is 16th august 16th the 20th yeah, somewhere in somewhere there, in they're going to drop the be, yeah, schedule. That's usually when it yeah. is, mid-August. And then my August. man Rob Fisher will have all the notes written up. Oh, yeah. He'll, you know, he'll yeah. look at all. He, he, he yes. gets into that stuff. Love now, it. here's the thing. It's, it's kind of like the draft, and I'm not trying to knock the NBA, but it's almost like they're trying so hard to – make productions out of schedule leases and drafts. Like, even the NFL draft, I mean, at times now is just unwatchable. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're a team and you have a list of two or three guys – and two of them are gone. Why does it take you 15 There's minutes the to make guy. the pick? Yeah. <laughs> like the number one pick you've had all this time. The San Antonio Spurs are on the clock. Why he didn't have Victor <laughs> Wenbanyama in his hand, and then Charlotte, knowing that, had their right. pick. And I mean, I guess you have that last moment to, to entertain offers in case anybody throws something crazy. Oh, but good guess lord! What? You're not. But they weren't entertaining any offer. No, nobody was. Right. Nobody was. And like. <laughs> I can't recall too many times where it shouldn't take twenty minutes to get gone, into You know that I've heard war room stories where teams have gone right to like, all right, let's let's talk about this, and they they pretty much know. Yes. And so I I just think it's a production. I get it. You're trying to drive up in viewership and content, but like, come on, let's let's move it along here. Yeah. If we're going at the pace of Mr. Magoo and his little, <laughs> his little roadster, like in rush hour, it's like. Did we have to go three and a half hours for the first round of the NBA draft, or could we absolutely that not? Up? Yep. Yeah, absolutely, damn not. Now, last last couple things for you. Looking at the rest of the Western Conference. Yeah. Um. I mean, where where do you think the Grizzlies sort of stand as far as like getting themselves better? I don't right. see. I mean, you could talk about the Suns and Bradley Beal and adding him and what that's going to mean for them. And I guess he's going to be their true point guard. I sure. guess that's sort of what the reports are. Yeah. But you look around the rest of the Western Conference. I don't see teams that got just unbelievably better. I, I see guys that within the margins work, the Lakers, you can yeah. talk about the Suns, um, the Rockets got better, of course, but no one's going to accuse them of being a playoff team. Where, where do you think the Grizzlies stand in this whole in this whole thing? I still think they're fighting for home court advantage that first round for sure. Right. Um, I think they're in a top five. The questions to me are, I mean, I'm, Denver now having won it, do they come out hungrier or do they come out 
a little more complacent, like, hey, we know we can make this run. We don't have to kill ourselves in the regular season. But they're still young, so Denver's obviously going to be there. Phoenix is going to be very good, but their depth is my biggest question. Like, of course. Like vets just go play there just to play. I feel like some, some, there's been some media hype with the, with the yeah, extra here's pieces. The, here's with the, the thing. With the when you talk about Bradley Beal and Kevin Durant, these are two guys that have battled injury issues. They're not spring chickens. And right. So how does that affect it? The Lakers, I think, are markedly better. I mean, they're just much better than they were start of last season. That happened mid-year last year. I think they built upon that a little bit. Getting Gabe Vincent um, gives them a little bit more steady hand. But again, it's LeBron and AD, and if they're not available, they're not the same team. So Mm -hmm. can they stay healthy? But they're good. I've heard mixed reviews from people on the Chris Paul to the Warriors thing. I think it's strange. I think it's more than anything, it's addition by subtraction. Mm -hmm. There was some dissension there. I'm not trying to pick on Jordan Poole. I think he's a terrific player, but made some really questionable decisions at times and a very confident young man, let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I distinctively recall when the Grizzlies played there in January, it was a close game, and he took a he took a bad shot. And Steph Curry literally looked at Steve Kerr and said, what is this guy doing? Like what? Like we? It looked like they literally had just talked about not doing what he yes. just did, and very rarely do you see Steph frustrated. And Steph was frustrated and like threw his mouthpiece and got yep. up and got. Thought. I remember it. Yep. But he wasn't. Mad. He was mad. He was already mad because of what Jordan Poole had done. So again, it just seemed like that mix wasn't there. Their attempt to reload potentially post, you know, Splash Brothers and Draymond. Didn't go well. The Wiseman yep. situation didn't go well. He's now on to other things. The Kaminga thing hasn't gone the way they wanted. The Pool thing hasn't gone the way they wanted. And Pool started horribly with them, like to the point where there were guys in Golden State saying they may trade him at the deadline. And then he turned it around and he can score. But a volume shooter, when you've got two of the greatest <laughs> shooters in the history of Clay the game Steph, right. that know how to play the game too, and he just – it's like I'm going to get mine, and he kind of got that taste when those guys were out, and maybe that changed it, things. But I, I still think they'll be good. Dallas is a big question mark to me. They've just tried so many different things. What do they get? Sacramento made an interesting move. They signed the EuroLeague MVP. What does he bring to the table? Is he ready for the NBA? If it is another piece and a guy that can really shoot, that really helps them because I think Murray takes a big step forward. They got Sabonis to stay. Fox is there. That's a good team. That's a real. They didn't get the sign back Barnes. Yeah, yeah they, they brought back Harrison Barnes. So you're talking about a gauntlet now. We get into the what ifs. What if LA can put it together and stay healthy? And Russell Westbrook is good with that group. How dangerous are the Clippers? Because a lot of people thought really dangerous. But it's another year of tread on the tires for Kawhi and Paul George and Russell Westbrook. So um, is there a young team that's ready to make that jump? Is it the Pelicans? Do they get a full year of Zion? Is it, I don't know, take your pick. Are the Thunder going to take right. a big step forward after what they accomplished? I like what last they have. Year? Yeah. And what about Minnesota? There's still that mm-hmm. you've got all this talent. Has it come together? Do they? There's rumors if they don't start out well, there could be a coaching change there. Does that coaching change spur a big burst like it has in the past in teams like Atlanta when Nate McMillan first took over? So um, I still think when you get a healthy John Morant back and you've addressed the loss of Dylan Brooks with Marcus Smart, it also helps at the point guard. Then you bring in a veteran that can give you some steadway there. If you can, for the Grizzlies, the two biggest ifs are if you can get a Steven Adams that's healthy and productive back, and if you can get production from the wing, whether that's Williams, yep. whether that's LaRavia, whether that's Roddy, 
at least two of those guys need to step up. I, I would hope it's Zaire and then Roddy and, and LaRavia have a little less pressure on them who in their second year will, I think, take steps forward. But if you're asking them to take huge steps forward, that's putting a lot of pressure on them. Yep. And then the depth in the front court. So, But I still think this team is, is good. You know, well, they'll get a, a very fresh and very rested John ja Morant. Hopefully, yep. it's a very hungry John ja Morant. I think Desmond Bain feels very good about what's happened, and obviously, I think we had talked about that before. If you don't get them to a, the right contract, just put it to bed till the end of the year. Don't let it linger. But they made sure it didn't. Yes, work. they and that's what Robert Perez said. I will keep my guys together. I will pay into the tax, and I will put a winner out there. And. By golly, he's not he's not letting anybody know. I, I said this when when they made that, and people were talking about an overpay for for a max contract for Desmond Bain. What else are you going to do? I mean, what I mean, a guy gives you 50, 40, 90 ability. He showed that through the first whatever games before he got hurt last year, and he still when he got hurt, we're talking about in the playoffs, he has a foot injury and he's putting up 36, 35 yeah. against the. Lakers. I mean, you you, you, you pay your scoring. guys. Yeah. yeah, you pay them. And and the thing is, his numbers took a tick, a little bit tick down because of the injury, and because Jaron came back and found his offensive rhythm. Right now, you've got two guys who are like twenty four years old that have found their offensive rhythm with a guy who found his offensive rhythm in his rookie year. Now just has to get away from the off the court stuff. You've got three. 20 plus point per game guys, and that's something this organization has never had. Yep. And if Dez is healthy, it does take a little pressure off Jaron's offense, which. He doesn't need to feel pressure because not a lot of guys that if he squares them up can stop him. But he can really impact the game defensively and then get his points where he gets his points, which is what he was doing when they were really good. But when they needed Jaron to step up because of Dez's injury, Jaron did. He was averaging more points than he had ever scored before. So, yep. um, And now I think you have a situation, too, where, again, I don't want to be disrespectful to a party guy, but like if Dylan Brooks is not out there trying to make his impact on the game and maybe sometimes trying too hard yep. and everybody's playing in the flow, how much better is that right. with the group too? But you also lose his size and his defensive abilities. So, uh, you know, Dylan's kind of the easy scapegoat, but there was something to it. You know, like yeah. when, when you jack a three early in a shot clock and the, the guys are getting frustrated, that does spill over a little bit. Marcus Smart does give you some of that sometimes, but uh, markedly less markedly yeah. less than, no, than, than, there, than there, was that, there was that talk in Boston a little bit. Yeah, right, yeah, for sure. Well, he is Eric Hasseltine, radio voice of the Grizzlies. Eric, appreciate the heck out of it, man. I appreciate you having me. I'll see you guys in a month. Absolutely. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Have fun, have fun. But we have to go ahead and grab a break. We'll get to the Blitz. When we return, we have a running back group text to talk about and a Zoom call that happened on Saturday because of the issues they're having with their contracts and also the best player on the defensive side of the ball for the world champs has not reported to camp yet. We'll update you on that situation when we return on the Gabe Kuncho 92.9 FM ESP. Guests appear on the Smile Center hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. When disaster strikes, you need to call Service Master by Cornerstone. We have some disasters still lingering from everything that has happened in the past weeks. I know a lot of people, I know there's a lot of people who had their power go out twice. You never know what happened. You may have water damage. You may have just storm damage. You may have a, a tree limb that fell through your roof just like Connor did last week. Make sure that you call Service Master by Cornerstone. They are the largest franchise in a 600-mile radius, and they've been awarded Service Master's Franchise of the Year Award, so they're good at what they do. That means that they're the number one Service Master Restore franchise. 
in the USA. So no matter what happens to you at your home, your office, residential properties, if you have a disaster, call Service Master by Cornerstone. No matter the place, no matter the size, they're here to help you with the damage. Tyler, the president and owner of Service Master by Cornerstone, is very, very happy to help you. And his team, same thing. They're here to help you at these moments. Their motto is, we don't pray for disaster. We just pray that we get called when there is one. So remember the name, locally owned, locally operated, Service Master by Cornerstone. They respond so well to you. So their number is very, very, very simple. It's just that 901 Respond. 901 R-E-S-P-O-N-D. 901 Respond for Service Master by Cornerstone. Now we're live from the Service Master by Cornerstone studios, and it's time, Connor, to hop into the Blitz. Now, the biggest stories overloading the line of bull rush of info. It's Gabe's Blitz on the Gabe Coon Show on 92.9 FM ESPN, Memphis's sports station. All right, Gabe, first up for us today, Chris Jones has not reported to the Chiefs camp because he has been seeking a new deal, but reports are saying that the two sides are still very far apart. Yeah, um, I'll say this. I think they'll figure it out. He's won two Super Bowls with them. I don't think he wants to leave. He got paid last time around four years, $80 million. They gave him $20 million a year. He's still in the top 10 of D tackles um, as far as per year pay, average year valuation. So I think ultimately he'll get in camp. They'll probably get a deal done and We'll all figure this thing out. I don't know how it's going to work um, because they have some structure, restructuring they're going to have to do to be able to pay him a lot of money. Um, it will be necessary, uh, but I don't know that you can let him walk. He is the third most important player on that team, I'm telling you right now. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, then Chris Jones. He anchors everything on the defensive side of the ball. He's so disruptive. He gets after the quarterback at a high level. Um, 15 and a half sacks last year. Uh, even the year before he made the Pro Bowl or got into his sort of all-pro stretch here, he had 15 and a half sacks. He's just unbelievable. So you have to take care of this guy. Again, he's an all-pro. Four Pro Bowls in the last four years. Um, but... Here's the thing. He's seen all these defensive tackles make all this money this offseason. He's only eighth as far as per-year valuation is concerned. He's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. So he wants to see what can happen. He's been better than all of the guys ahead of him, minus that guy Aaron Donald in L.A. That's the truth of it. Every year, the consistency he shows, the disruption, he's been better. I mean, DeForest Buckner, he's better than, and DeForest Buckner makes more. Uh, Javon Hargrave, at age 30, got a massive contract with the 49ers. He'll be good with them, but without question, Chris Jones is better. Dexter Lawrence got a huge deal with the Giants. Deron Payne with the... With the uh, uh, Commanders, although they might change their name soon. Who knows? Back to the Washington football team. Quinnen Williams, he's better than. Jeffrey Simmons, he's even better than. He's got to go get his money. But uh, needless to say, I think it'll work itself out, and I think it needs to work out. It serves the Chiefs better to make this thing happen. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it really seems like he's not necessarily holding out because he wants to be you know, paid a ton of money. He just wants to be paid what he thinks is fair for him. He needs to be at the top of the market. He should be top of the market. Yeah. So it doesn't seem, you know, (laughs) know, I know sometimes when guys hold out, the the thought is, oh, well, that guy already got his money. But it seems like that this is a pretty fair, hey, the market got reset. It needs to get reset for me, too. Yes, that's the thing is like, yeah, he does want exorbitant amounts of money. But he also deserves deserves exorbitant amounts of money. (laughs) He's been at the, I mean, he was a defensive player of the year finalist last year. I mean, this is a guy who needs to get paid his money. Right. It's simple. I think they get it done. They're going to have to do some things around the edges, figure out the money, because they have the least cap space left this offseason, the rest of this offseason. So um, I think they figure it out, but he needs to get. He needs to get upwards of 
25, 26, maybe even $30 million a year. That's how good of a player he is. And he's only 29, so he hasn't aged himself out of his career yet. He's still got some good years to give you. Let him give them to you. Pay him. Yeah, getting a guy like this under 30, you need him on the roster. No question. Without question. It has been reported that the running back group text that got created has gotten together on a Zoom call to try to discuss the payment. They did this on Saturday, apparently, and according to Mike Florio, pro football talk, everybody knows Mike Florio. He's opinionated, but he also reports. Yes, ear to the ground. Uh, Apparently, at the Zoom call, the issue of holding in by exaggerating or fabricating injuries to get your money on the front end was discussed. Also, much of the focus eventually went to agents, um, even though agents were excluded from the call. There was concern raised per pro football talk, per Mike Florio, about some agents creating false expectations for other running backs by dumping phony salaries into the back of their contract. So it's somewhat front-loaded and you're never going to see the money at the end, like Zeke Elliott, for example. Um, I'll I'll say this. I I just... (sighs) All of this feels like it's going to be for naught. It feels like a lot of these front offices have made their decisions. They've made their decisions. If you have to get together on a group text, I feel like you're way too far gone. The the, the, the devaluation of you is too far gone to really recover uh, over one season, two seasons. You're going to have to, over the long haul, show your value again and how much you mean to teams. I feel like Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley have done that, but there's other guys around uh, the NFL that may not have done that as, at, at much of a high level. Zeke Elliott comes to mind. Dalvin Cook comes to mind. Le'Veon Bell comes to mind back in the day. Like, There's a lot of guys who have hurt you uh, on the long haul. And here's the other thing. If you're going to try to unionize and, and, and do this, through, you can't really do it through the uh, through the NFL Players Association. But if you're going to try to do this unionization thing where you're all in lockstep, there are guys that are three or four uh, spots down their per- personal depth chart that barely got into the league. They're going to take whatever payday they can get along the way. You're never going to actually come together and understand fully, get everyone together. I, I heard Ryan Clark talk on ESPN today about the Steelers and the, the last collective bargaining agreement that got signed when he was playing. And the Steelers said, we're not signing this thing because we don't think it's a good deal. But the rest of the league signed it because you can't get everybody in lockstep. There are guys that are way down rosters that have like a two and a half year uh, career that they're trying to make, where they make a million dollars a year. You know, the 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 minimum I think is around eight hundred thousand. They're trying to make that money while they can. It's hard to get those guys to agree um, with the with the higher ups, with the higher value guys to to make meaningful change. Those guys are not here. They're here for a good time, not a long time, if you will. They're here to try to get their money while they can. So. The NFL, the, the powers that be, the front offices, the, the commissioner's office, they know the product they have. They know what money needs to be shelled out. They know their values, and they stick by their values. And that's what we've seen this offseason. And I don't think a running back group text or a Zoom call is going to fix it. I said that on, uh, I believe, Wednesday. I say that now. It's the truth of the matter. It stinks, but it's, it's the current position we're in. Right. I agree with everything that you said. I can't, I can't lie. The first thing that I thought of when – it was announced or the, the news broke that there was a Zoom call of NFL running backs. I thought of the guy that didn't get the email, like that didn't get the text invite. What is he thinking right now? <laughs> like that has to be that's a, the guy that has to be a tough but, position but to be again, in. Again, that's the four string running back for the Bills that wants to make the money while he can. Right. He's not going to agree. Just because you want $15 million a year, he's making eight hundred grand. That's the best he can hope for. He's going to take that money while he can. So. I, I, we'll see what happens ultimately. I don't know if the situation's going to be fixed anytime soon. It's just 
poor running backs. It feels bad. I feel bad for them in a lot of ways because they just want uh, certain guarantees. They want their their a little bit of security in their job, which I think is relatively relatable. But I, this is uh, NFL front offices staking their claim, putting their foot in the ground, saying no, we're not giving you more than we feel like you're owed. It's and, so interesting how much this kind of has parallels to the strikes that are happening right now in Hollywood. It's, I, I think it's that the running very back, similar. The groups are operating a little bit differently, though, in that they are trying to make as much money as possible, and they're not necessarily looking out for the lower-level running backs, as we've kind of discussed. So that's that's a huge difference in what's happening. But it's still it's still like studios, owners, players, writers, actors. It, it's, it is interesting that all, this thing, all of these things are happening at once. Yeah, yeah. Finally, Joel Embiid got married this weekend, and James Harden, amid his trade request, was spotted eating trill burgers in Houston <laughs> and partying with little baby. <laughs> um, this is uh, very clear. I uh, this is this is James Harden. You think he's going to get chubby before the season, and if he starts with the 76ers, because Daryl Morey said he's putting his foot in the ground as well and not trying to take less than what he thinks he's owed for a trade for James Harden. So if he starts the year with the 76ers, he, he might be he might be trying to get chubby again. That's what these trail burgers tell me. By the way, Bun B, I didn't know Bun B owned a owned a burger spot. I didn't in either. So I learned that. But he I think he took away in the in the video I saw he took away like four burgers. <laughs> like damn. Yeah, it was bro. three or four. Yeah. I mean I hope you're giving them away to other people. But uh what would you say he's dusting off the old fat suit and trying to get oh, yeah, trying to get ready for next get, year? It's getting ready for next year. I mean, to be honest though, I can't fault James Harden when I got back from Barbenheimer on Saturday, I definitely ate way too much McDonald's. So you you know what happens to the best of us, but also like not not. I mean, DeAnthony Melton was there, uh, Tyrese Maxey was there, Tobias Harris was there. Like all of the all of the guys at the top of that roster there for the 76ers, James Harden was the only one that that was completely gone. Like I guess the, that relationship, even with the teammates, is kind of fractured. It's kind of strange. It's strange to me. Joel Embiid getting married and James Harden nowhere to be found. That's well, we found him, but he was at a club with little baby eating burgers. I, I, I just that's weird in my opinion. I know he wants to trade, he wants to get out of there, but at the same time, like I, I don't know if you should take that out on your teammates. I, maybe Joel Embiid didn't invite him. I don't know the situation, but clearly there's there's a there's a disconnect there, and I can read into that. It's interesting how throughout this whole process, we really haven't heard much about Harden and Embiid's relationship. Like even when they were teammates last season, the year we we've just never really heard how they interact, what their leadership positions are. That's never really been a talking but point. It, it never seemed like they we, were close. We've heard Joel Embiid say this offseason he would love to have James Harden back, right? Sure, but you I, feel that, like he has to yeah, say that that, that might, type of you thing. You might have to. You might have to say that. They may. They, I mean, to be honest, they may be taking notes from you know. You can't give up leverage. So if they say that they want James Harden back, that could make a team offer something a little bit more. If if Joel Embiid's out there being like, we don't want Harden back, a team's going to offer them pennies for James Harden the same way that the Blazers are getting pennies for, for Damian Lillard. It's just it's bizarre, this whole situation. Bizarre is a good word. And to see... To see James Harden just consistently throughout the back half of the, I, I think he's almost done. Like his career, I feel like we talked about it. I think he'll fall off, and I don't know where his value's at now. He's lost a step. He doesn't seem like a max player, even though it kind of feels like he may demand a max contract with his next contract. I, I next next couple of years of his his career are going to be very very interesting to watch. It's Keep just, an eye on it. I fear that this next contract he gets by the end of it it's going to be a bad contract. Because 
I think he's got one, maybe two years left of his quote-unquote prime, but we're definitely on the downturn yeah. of it. And I just think with the player with his type of game, it's just going to be over. It's and if, especially if he's not putting in the effort. And, to and take I'll say care this for himself. a front office: like it's a frustrating player to deal with. Yes. When he gets mad, he wants out, and then he'll get fat. And he'll like he'll, well, he'll, he'll make himself just, less it valuable. It seems like that he doesn't. I, and I, I don't know James Harden. And it doesn't seem like he has never. good relationships with his teammates, which generally you need to go win a championship. Which uh, you you bring in James Harden if you think you you want to open a championship window along other other superstars like they did with the 76ers, and it doesn't seem like he's invested in trying to create that chemistry with the guys that are on his team. You saw it with the Rockets. You see it now. It's I mean. You have to, if you're a guy like James Harden, you want to go win a championship and make your money, you have to at least invest in that a little bit. And Absolutely. he doesn't do that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. Now, that'll do it for the Blitz. One more segment left of the day. That'll be the Rewind. That's next on the Gabe Kuhn Show, 92.9 FM. Yes. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.